Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for On the Money, presented by Embassy National Bank. Good afternoon. This is On the Money, brought to you by Embassy National Bank. I'm Joe Moss, president of Embassy National Bank. And uh, we've got a very interesting program today. We've got with us uh, Steve Brock, who owns Brock Built Homes, very successful home builder here in Atlanta. Actually, uh, the whole uh, Atlanta uh, MSA builds all over. And um, the reason I wanted to talk about this, it seems like everywhere we go, everywhere, every neighborhood, at least that I see, there are new homes just coming up out of nowhere. And uh, it wasn't that long ago when construction business had just stopped and uh, we were thinking that Armageddon had hit us and here we are maybe four years later and homes seem to be being built uh, just about everywhere. So um, I got uh, Steve Brock is a, uh, a client of ours and um, he's been in this business a long, long time. Uh, he builds a quality home. Uh, you're going to find uh, an interesting story with Steve, and uh, he'll be one of these one of the builders that you probably ought to talk to uh, when you get ready to build your own home. Let me introduce Steve. He is founder of Brock Built Homes, brings over 30 years of home building experience to the marketplace. His homes are built with superior craftsmanship at an exceptional value. To date, Steve has built over 1,800 homes and has effectively altered the landscape of Atlanta's west side as well as a, a lot of places um, in metro Atlanta. He creates innovative and comfortable places to live close to the city with beautiful homes, tree-lined streets, parks, sidewalks, and green spaces. Um, has won a lot of awards, professional awards, uh, OB awards, 2008 Home Builder of the Year, uh, 2009 Earth Craft Builder of the Year, and uh, he's also very active with the Greater Atlanta Home Builders Association has, and has been named a builder at large. Um, he's, I guess is recently a very crowning achievement for him as he's won a a Community of Excellence Award from the Atlanta Regional Commission uh, for his work that he has done in West Highlands, which is a very um, up-and-coming and, -coming and um, progressive community in, in the west side of the city of Atlanta. So, Steve, thanks so much for, for being with us today. Good afternoon, Joe. Um, I guess uh, you had to come from Marietta, so I guess traffic was okay, huh? Yeah, it was an easy drive. Happy to be here with you. Okay. Um, Steve, what is the overall purpose of Brock Built? Our purpose is to really enrich the lives that we touch. Uh, we're a, a much different type of builder than uh, what you are used to hearing about. Um, uh, I like to go in and buy land. Uh, we uh, are our own development company, our own building company, our own real estate company. Uh, we do our own design. So we really take it from uh, the raw piece of ground to the finished neighborhood. Um, our vision is um, 
you know, tree-lined streets, sidewalks, front porches, um, really creating a, a, a neighborhood environment where the family um, and your neighbors, you know, you know each other. It's, it's, um, we try everything we can to bring people together. You know, we, we like to have neighborhood parks, gathering spots um, to create that sense of community. This sounds like more of a passion of yours than it is a business. Well, it, it's both, but uh, we, you know, we we take seriously uh, all of these things, and you know, it, it's not any one thing; it's all of those things that are put together uh, to create uh, that that sense of place. Uh, you know, I, I call it place making. Um. How did you get started? Because I always like talking to small business owners that have done well. How did how did all this get started? I've always been interested in the home building business. Um, as a, a high schooler, I uh, worked for builders uh, on their cleanup crew and um, got my license when I was 19 years old, went to uh, University of Georgia, uh, quickly uh, had a lot of success in real estate uh, sales, ended up working with um, major developers um, as a oh, property acquisition specialist. And um, after I made substantial monies, uh, I started my own business. Did you start off as a, a contract builder or did, was it from the real estate sales into the building? Um, I went from real estate sales directly into land development and building. My first project uh, was really in the Pine Hills neighborhood right by Lenox Square about 30 years ago, actually 30 years ago this year. Uh, we bought a, a four-acre piece of property, put 20 houses on it, uh, built it, sold it, and um, you know, kept going from there. Now, what year would that have been? I can't subtract. 1984. 1984. So we were, that was a pretty good time. We had come out of one real estate recession here in, in Atlanta. We were recovering from that, and we hadn't hit the one that came in the late 80s yet. So that was a pretty good time, right? That's correct. That was the Reagan era, uh, Jimmy Carter uh, his last year was 1980. Reagan came in. Uh, the economy was recovering. By that point, the real estate market was heating up, and uh, we had uh, immediate success with that development. Um, I've Since you're a client of ours, obviously, I've seen a lot of your work, and um, I, I really like it. It feels, when you look at it, look at it, it looks like a home. So talk to me about... Um, What's what your thought process is in designing a a building or a house before you start building it? Well, uh, again, I look at this holistically. So when we uh, select a home to be built, we look at its relationship to the land, to the lot, to what's around it. Um, once we've made the decision, okay, this is an appropriate house, you know, we, we try to pick up on the um, um, attractive features that might be around that. Um, you know, so we will pay great attention to how a house 
is sited on the lot. Um, I like them all to sit up from the street. You know, I always uh, use the analogy, you know, you, you put things of value on a pedestal. So, you know, you've seen houses that sit squat on the ground. You know, we, we try to uh, never do such a thing. We, we set it up so it, at, at first its impression is nice. Um, we look at uh, uh, the front porch, the uh, door, the orientation, um, how the backyard lives, the sidewalks, the street trees, um, you know, where the windows are on our house and the house next door, um, you know, the, the trees, the uh, vegetation, how the land is graded. You know, there, there's a, a myriad of things that go into that. And then the house itself, we, uh, we build a high-performance home. And, you know, what a high-performance home means is that it is a superior home with products and its uh, construction techniques. Uh, the uh, heating and cooling systems are high-efficiency, the ductwork is sealed, the exterior envelope is sealed, the insulation um, is done correctly, um, all of the exterior penetrations are sealed, then um, we go through a, a, a fairly aggressive testing where we do what's called a blower door test where um, you know, we test the house for leakage and um, make any adjustments to the home so that it's very tight, it's very efficient. You know, it's, it's much like a cooler. A cooler, if you keep the lid down, uh, it keeps everything in there warm or cold. Um, and, and a house is much the same way. If you keep it tight, it'll keep your condition space inside. Well, our home is uh, 24 years old this year. I would hate to... Uh, see what that process would look like at our house we probably have air coming out everywhere you probably would it's um you know it's it's amazing how different houses are built today as compared to um five to seven years ago even let alone 20 years ago you know it it's when you hear the uh, phrase you know they're not built the way they used to be that's right they're built a lot better today you know, we, we use um, uh, structural um, uh, floor trusses, roof trusses, um, you know, great materials. Uh, we're a big believer in hardy. Uh, all of the uh, exterior materials that appears to be wood typically is a hardy material, which is a cementuous siding uh, so that, you know, it doesn't rot. It won't burn. Termites can't eat it. Mm. It'll be there. You know, you, we, anybody that's been in the business um, or is mature has had houses, they'll see that the windows rot, the doors rot. Um, nowadays, uh, if you've got a good builder that uh, is paying attention, he'll use those um, long-lasting materials. Um, you know, the, the Hardy comes with a 50-year guarantee. Um, the windows, they're... Um, um, a vinyl um, uh, frame so that they won't rot. You know, it, 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 the materials are, are a thousand percent better than they used to be. And what price points do you try to build in? 
Well, again, we're unusual in that we have a very broad range of pricing. We uh, build in town from anywhere from 200000 to over a million dollars. Um, and then in the suburbs, we'll build in the, say, the mid twos to the sevens. Um, most of what we do is in the three to 400000 price point. And that's selling right now, isn't it? Yes. Uh, what's what's going on with that? I mean, it seems like anybody that within reason or a location, if you're able to find a lot and build a $400,000 home, you're going to sell it. Well, location is still critical, but yes, the, the market is strong now. We are seeing offers where we have multiple offers on uh, a particular house. Um, we have subdivisions that the agents are selling five or six houses in a month. Um, but it's it's been strong for over a year. We've actually changed our sales strategy on some of our in-town neighborhoods in that we were selling too fast. We sold 30 houses in 90 days and um, actually had to consciously slow down, not uh, put the house on the market until it got sheetrock. Because what we were finding is is that uh, prices had gone up 10% from the time we sold it or time we contracted for it to the time we closed it. That's so amazing. we were leaving quite a bit of money on the table. Are these people that are buying, I, uh, They're probably, are they first-time home buyers? Or are they coming out of homes that they've that they own? I would say that it's, it's the, the universe of, uh, buyers, you know, from first timers to, um, um, you know, the, the more mature buyer. Um, you know, what, what we have seen is that many people are still stuck in their old home. So they're not able to move. They'd like to move, but they're upside down. But as the market strengthens, their house value goes up, and eventually they will be freed, you know, to be able to get into a neutral position to trade to a new home or a resale that they're looking for. Yeah, and that I've seen some data on the um, um, underwater index as a percent of total homes, and that that number continues to fall. Um, so I guess. For someone who is in that situation, it's just a question of time to sit there and wait and make your payments, and hopefully you can move on at some point. Patience is uh, sometimes very difficult for yeah. those in that situation. Well, this is um, On the Money, brought to you by Embassy National Bank. I'm Joe Moss, president in Embassy National Bank, and we've got Steve Brock of Brock Built uh, here in the studio today. and We've got a, a good conversation going on about uh, about home building. Um, the, you mentioned the quality that you do, are you able, are you able to maintain the quality for a $200,000 home? We do. Um, you know, there are certain features and finishes that are different in higher price points, but in, uh, every house, you know, we have a high-quality sheetrock finish, a high-quality paint job 
the amount of trim may be less in a $200,000 house as opposed to a $700,000 house, but you have the uh, uh, structural integrity of the home that's equally as good in a $200,000 house as it is in a more expensive house. Just the features and finishes will be different. So all of your homes are going to pass your pressure test. That's correct. Presume. All of those, all of the homes are uh, tested. Uh, they're all um, used. Uh, you know, we use um, hardy and other permanent type of materials to protect the uh, longevity of the home. Um, you mentioned buying a piece of land. Um, kind of looking back and say, what do I think fits here? Um, and it's a great approach, but I wonder, do you ever just buy single lots that are in existing neighborhoods? We do do that uh, where it makes sense for us to do that. Typically, you know, if we're building in a neighborhood where I've got a builder uh, positioned and we can reach just outside that uh, area within a mile or two, and pick up scattered lots, we will do that. Okay. But your main objective, if someone buys a Brock-built home, they're going to be buying into a neighborhood that is also Brock-built designed. Yes. Typically, what we will do, um, uh, you've seen my DuPont uh, project. Uh, that was a 304-lot development in the west uh, northwest side of Atlanta, we have just purchased the truck yard next door. Now, I'm, I'm famous for taking um, um, properties that others might not see what I see in them and turning them into something new and different and special. That particular uh, truck yard uh, will become a 165-lot townhome and single-family home, about 100 single family and about 65 townhomes, which uh, will engage with the street. There's a, a new path that is uh, contiguous between our existing uh, development of DuPont and this new project, uh, which we will call West Side Station. We will um, uh, start development on that in the next 60 days or so. Um, uh, but it will be a very cool and hip project, um, uh, themed, amenitized parks, green space. Um, and its theme will be kind of a railroad um, uh, thing with, um, we'll have uh, you know, railroad type looking um, uh, entry monuments and uh, some fencing. Um, we'll have um, a, a number of little pocket parks. Um, we'll have rear entry and some front entry homes. Um, we'll have Muse. Muse um, product is um, a rear entry product where the houses face each other, but they are separated by a green, like a, a, a small little public park. Hmm. So it's, it's highly amenitized. It's uh, detailed, uh, cute, cute houses. Um, um, we uh, are very excited about that uh, type of um, housing in other areas where we've done it. It's been very popular. 
um, and the prices that uh, we sold it for even a year ago have gone up 20% That's or more. Amazing. And I like, I, I know how you like the front porch. I've a lot of your product got a front porch. A lot of people put a swing out there, um, walk off your front porch onto a sidewalk. And then on the back, it's like your the back of your house is nice, as nice as looking as the front of the house. Uh, it's, it's a pretty neat design. Um, in, in many of our communities, we actually uh, subscribe to what we call four-sided architecture, which means that um, even the windows on the sides of the house are trimmed and detailed, and if there's muttons. The materials are consistent, so you know they're, it, it looks good from every angle. All right, let's talk about some of your, um, your current product. You mentioned West Side. Where is that going to be? West Side Station is actually on Marietta Road. It's sandwiched between our Adams Crossing development, which we developed back in 1999 and 2000 to 2002. That was 165 lots. And next to uh, that will be our West Side Station. And just next to that is our DuPont development, which um, is also an award-winning community. Uh, one of the finest examples of a um, craftsman uh, uh, redevelopment project in the city, um, highly amenitized clubhouse, pool, parks, green space, uh, just a, a charming, charming neighborhood, um, very popular. Which, going back 30 years, what is the... What are the projects that uh, you're most proud of? Where you where you where you can look at them and say, "Man, this turned out the way I wanted it, and it was really good." I would say West Highlands is one of the uh, best projects that uh, we've been involved with. We took a former public housing project, Perry Homes, uh, which was rough, tough, and yeah, ugly. I remember Perry Homes. Um, uh, a notorious public housing project and, and really have turned it into an oasis. It's an amazing um, place. It, it is a 230-acre master-planned community consisting of 700 multifamily units, which uh, one of my partners did that, and we will build 784 single-family homes. Uh, we're about 200 homes into that Um it, it's an amazing project right next to the new West Side Park, which will be the largest park in the city of Atlanta. We've been working on that for about 12 years now. We were actually um, had our first move-ins in 2003. Um, yeah, well, I've been through that one. They're only 10 minutes from downtown Atlanta, it seems, and uh, got a really nice homey feel to it uh you've got a mixture of properties in there a mixture of people it just feels good let me ask you um i gotta ask you this um you mentioned you buy land and turn it into something um and i've seen some of your purchases and i can tell the audience that they're multi-million dollar purchases and they're just pieces of raw land that you buy where do you get the guts to do that I don't know that I could sleep at night to write a check for 
multi-million dollar check for a piece of land? Well, you know, it's it's a matter of confidence and knowing what you can do. Um, you know, I'm I'm I've been doing this for 30 years, and I can take that uh, piece of ground and I can envision it as to what it can be. Um, you know, we've uh, been doing our own land development for 30 years. I've got heavy equipment. Um, I'm uh, not. I'm, I'm past the point where I actually install the utilities personally, but. Um, uh, we can shape and mold and create. Uh, we uh, pay particular attention to the land features and, and its um, uh, areas that we protect and how we, how we marry to that property. Um, you know, the streets, the, the uh, sidewalks, the new streets, uh, integrating into an existing neighborhood um, and our surroundings and pay particular attention to that and then place our houses thoughtfully on that and how they interact and interrelate with each other and um, uh, the passers-by. You know, we, we really promote neighboring so that there's a strong sense of community, that, that sense of place and purpose. Um, you know, you, you have that feeling when you see our our houses this is on the money uh embassy national bank is our sponsor and i'm joe moss and we're having a great conversation with steve in fact this could go on forever um i from a, a buying standpoint when they come and when they come and say i want to buy a house are they buying it uh prior to being built with you or are they buying it halfway through What's your typical experience? The, the majority of our buyers enter uh, during the construction cycle. Um, so I would, you've got the sheetrock up or you got it? We, we are at some stage of construction. I would say that 20, 25% are pre-builds, which means that 75 to 80% of those homes are in some stage of construction. Uh, in today's market, most of our homes sell before they're finished. That, that's amazing. Um, actually, it's a good testament to you guys because um, it really shows the the work and effort and passion you put into your business. Talk to me about Adams Vineyard in Norcross. I and I'm especially interested because I went by that piece of property, and um, I went. I wonder what he's going to do in here and wonder, you know, I'm just wondering what the heck are you going to do? And then I saw your plan and it was like, where did he come up with that? So talk about Adam's vineyard and what that's going to look like, where it is. And that's a pretty exciting project. Adam's vineyard is a very exciting project. Um, it's in the charming uh, city of Norcross. And there is a downtown Norcross. There is. And uh, it's a charmer. Uh, we uh, purchased 20 acres. Uh, this 20 acres was uh, nurtured and loved by the Adams and the Langley family. They um, um, have been in those properties for over 50 years. They planted these tremendous vineyards where, you know, you've got these huge vines and there's acres of them. And the uh, center of the property 
had these old growth, you know, magnificent hardwood trees. Um, so, you know, obviously the land was loved and taken care of by those families. So when we looked at it, it was, you know, just, um, you know, it, you looked at it and you had to think about, you know, do, you know what, how can you preserve what's here? So what we did is we um, really preserved the heart, the soul of this property where we ringed the uh, the best part of the property um, with houses. So we've got this uh, very unique project of this subdivision. Um, we will have an approximately seven-acre park in the middle of it, and then there are some uh, some additional extensions. So we'll have over eight acres of uh, park and green space. That is the amenity for the neighborhood, and you know we're uh, renovating uh, the vineyard, um, we're uh, cleaning the underbrush, um, but uh, it, it will be a park experience at your front door. We were sit, we are siting the houses right up next to the park. We're having very narrow streets. We're not putting in a traditional straight back curb. We're doing a flat curb so that as you walk out your front door, you are immediately engaged with this most magnificent what's, park. What's your price point going to be in there? The prices will start at about four ninety-five. We'll have uh, four distinct products. Uh, we'll have a cottage. We will have a um, rear entry um, uh, product that will have a terrace level at the park level. Uh, we will have more of a traditional lot um, um, that enters uh, in a traditional manner. And then we will have uh, a few wider lots that will all the home will be pushed up to the street, but the garage, um, it will be pushed to the rear of the lot, so you'll drive by the house, and that garage will be tucked in the back of the lot. Um, you know, as I sit here and listen, mm. I, I uh, was born and raised down in the Everglades, and so I was always raised with a sense of uh, nature and the importance of maintaining what you have around you. And I mean, what I'm hearing from you is that you're doing the same thing. You go in and say, hey, I want to en enhance the beauty of this piece of property as opposed to, oh, my God, I got to get rid of all these trees and build a bunch of houses. Every property is different. You know, you, you, you really need to you know, study it, feel it, um, see the shape, the roadway, the systems. Um, you know, there, there are always compromises that you have to make. Uh, uh, for there to be, um, um, you know, a, a compliant development with the re development regulations, but um, it's it's how you. Um, I, I I use the term a lot. Marry, marry that up. You know how you put all that together, and you know we we are always pushing the development directors and the council people you know th this is there's a better way to do this than your standard regulations this is what we could have you know uh, getting them to understand it and educate them is sometimes the the biggest challenge um 
What I'd like to do is uh, I'd like to keep going for just a little bit. I've got a couple of questions I want to ask you about financing and banking kinds of questions. Um, from a builder standpoint, um, financing, is it tough to get now, the financing the, uh, for what you try to do from banks? Um, you know, there's really two financings that we should talk about. There's the builder financing, which are construction loans. Uh, construction loans are um, uh, still difficult to get. The banks are loosening up a little bit, um, um, and that's a reflection of the strengthening real estate market. Um, you know, our home buyers, uh, what's changed is that you know, the um, days of the game about you know a, a no doc loan are, are over. They're you, done, aren't they? Yeah, you have to have credit. You have to have good credit. Um, and you have to be able to show how you're going to pay back the loan. You have to have um, a, a verifiable income and a good payment history. Um, uh, many of our permanent lenders are also credit counselors. You know, they'll, we will have people approach us wanting to buy, and they cannot buy until they clean up their act. And, you know, that's, uh, it, it's kind of gone back to the way it used to be and the way it should be. Uh, but you're still being able to sell homes, though, which is a good thing. Yes, uh, we are. We're, we're um, interestingly, we're we will probably see a fifty percent increase in our production. We had uh, one hundred and twenty-one homes close last year. We are anticipating something in the one hundred and seventy-five, one hundred and eighty closings this year. And um, on the uh, it, it, Looking forward, at some point in these urban areas that you like to build, whether it be City of Atlanta, Marietta, Roswell, a lot of the land is gone. So how do you change your business model to um, accommodate trying to improve a neighborhood as opposed to getting a piece of land? Well, in, in many uh, in, in many times um, – you know, we are redeveloping. We're taking a old something that's tired and worn out and scraping it um, and, and repurposing it. Have you knocked down homes, actually knocked down homes before and redone them or re resurfaced, refaced them, I guess? Well, we um, – I, I really don't um, like to renovate. I like to knock them down and scrape them and start over. Um, and, and, yes, we, we tear down quite a number of homes every year. Well, because if you go through Buckhead, for example, or you go some of the areas around uh, Phipps Plaza, a lot of older homes, and you wonder, and then, but right next to them is a, is a really beautiful house that's going up. So I guess the, the next thing we'll see in Atlanta is a lot of redevelopment of some of these old family homes into the um, very environmentally friendly, uh, nice, nicely equipped home of the future i guess we're already seeing that yeah um, if you drive through bucket and sandy springs and parts of roswell and and in town atlanta uh you will see um you know the 50s ranch burger house being stuffed in a dumpster and you know you'll, you'll see a, a beautiful new home going up there shortly thereafter so that that's that's an active uh mode right now um 
we're running out of time, unfortunately. And uh, but this has been real good, Steve. Why don't you leave us with some uh, final comments about Brock built? Uh, what people ought to be looking for in a new home? When the best time to try to buy a uh, build a new home? Just some some con- concluding thoughts. Okay. Um, first, I'd like to say it's a a great time to buy a home. You know, interest rates are low. They're not going to stay low. Um, you know, the prices are still less today than they were in the heyday of 2005 and six. Um, you know, timing is everything in real estate. By about uh, 20%, by the way, if you look at the data. Yep. Um, um, my company, Brock Built Homes, uh, we're a family business, been around for 30 years, um, you know, build a very solid home. You walk into our home and and you can feel it. You can see it, uh, the features and finishes, uh, the quality of construction and the quality of the workmanship is, is superior. Um, you know, when somebody is buying, look at, look at the competition, pay attention to the details. Uh, there's a lot to consider when buying a new home, more than just... Um, you know, the curb appeal or, or something like that. I guess your builder, um, I guess your bu- the builder that someone picks probably shouldn't be a pickup truck with the, with the ladder in the back of it, right? You probably ought to look for a little uh, experience. Experience matters. Um, you know, you've got to um, uh, look to uh, a warranty, um, you know, longevity, um you know, you, you do need to deal with a substantial business. Yeah, and the number of homes they do each year because, it, you know, we run into builders that are building 500 homes a year. I don't know how you keep track of that and all the quality. It's tough. It, it becomes a, a manufacturing process at, um, at those large numbers. Um, you know, I, I would say that, um, you know, there's a lot of good builders in town. Uh, do your homework. Um you know, look at your competitors, look at your uh, market area, see what's available. Um, well, Brock Built um, has got uh, a lot of neat projects going on right now all over town, north side, west side, east side. Uh, how can someone get a hold of you? Um, our uh, main number is uh, 404-351-7555. Or you can send me an email at stevebrock at brockbuilt.com. And now your website, though, is is a pretty yep. uh, uh, a great website. So what's that website name? That's www.brockbuilt.com. Okay, brockbuilt.com. Well, um, been a really good conversation. And, Steve, thank you so much for, for coming on. Uh, at Embassy National Bank, we see uh, a real opportunity for – for good builders uh, and uh, bankers to get back together and make reasonable, well-thought-out construction loans. So that's what we're in the process of doing now. Um, But I can see a time very quickly here where there's going to be another uh, fire drill going on with people just throwing money at it. But, uh, you know, you got to just take a deep breath and do what you think is right and go from there. Well, thank you for having me, Joe. Appreciate it. Okay, good. Everybody have a good afternoon, and we'll see you next week on On the Money, brought to you by Embassy National Bank. This is Joe Moss, and it's...
Good to be with you guys.